the beautiful part about the tiny hat is that nobody needs to understand it. It's an energy. It's a frequency. It's a vibration. It's a state of consciousness. Whatever other people's tiny hat energy is, that's for them to embody and to share with the world because that's their authentic energy. And you have taken this beautiful part of yourself and chosen to blast it out to the world to show other people that they too can wear their tiny hat without fear, to know that they can be seen and be vulnerable. And so I think that this podcast is a beautiful expression of you, as well as an act of service to help other people embody their authentic selves. I really do come on here to share my authentic truth with the hopes that it helps others heal and not feel alone and know that they're loved and know that we're all just on this journey together trying to figure out this messy, wild thing called life. Welcome home to the Tiny Hat Energy Podcast. My name is Amaris, and my commitment is to be radically vulnerable as I share my story, energy, and love with the intention it will help you as you journey through life. I am on a mission to help create a new world of love where space is saved for everyone's tiny hat energy. My name for the energy present when we embody our most loving, vulnerable, and authentic self. Together, we will walk through both immense suffering from trauma, addiction, incarceration, grief, and mental health, and immeasurable joy from overcoming suffering, finding my tiny hat energy, and living once-in-a-lifetime experiences. Every moment of my life has been a gift from grace calling me home to my natural state of love. After almost taking my life in a desperate attempt to stop suffering, I finally woke up and answered that call. I welcome you to join me on this journey of learning, unlearning, healing, and loving. I'm so grateful and humbled that the universe brought you here with me today, and I love you. Namaste, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 22, titled Looking in the Mirror, and I have a very special guest with me today, My conscious life partner, Eric, is here to create a really interesting type of episode today. I have been thinking a lot about this podcast in the last six months, and much of what I've created, most of what I've created, has been me talking, and that's wonderful. I am really stepping into my voice and have a beautiful testimony and story that I have been gifted to experience to share with you all and I get to live a really wild and interesting life and when you are only hearing me talk it's biased it's I'm human I have an ego and so I asked my partner to come on here today he has absolutely no idea what we're talking about I have given him no insight he has no idea what questions I'm going to ask him And I'm going to actually give him the instructions right here in front of you all. So he's here with me today. And before I get into that, I don't have a whole lot of personal updates. This last week was our first week in Sedona. It's been truly magical. It's a beautiful place. It is not our place, which is really interesting because we were a little bit open to the idea of Not Northern California, Redwoods, Mount Shasta being the location of our property, but maybe here. And it's definitely not here. This is a great place to visit, but it is not our place to live or buy land. It is very much our hearts are still in Northern California. So that's been cool to have that confirmation and been doing a lot of hiking. My in-laws came up here for a few days. They vacation up here a lot. And so we got to spend some time with them, which is only the second time since we've been kind of working on repairing this relationship. So that's always interesting and takes a lot of energy. And while it's a positive thing, it is still healing work. It is conscious and subconscious releases of energy. And so that is where things are at. I'm feeling pretty low energy. There's a lot of, like I talked about on my last episode, energetic stuff going on in the world right now. We are getting blasted with X-class and M-class solar flares and just a lot of light and upgrades and releases coming in. And it's, as always, been a messy process for me. I've had a really turbulent week with my energy and my energy levels, and I'm experiencing really weird detox symptoms all over the board. So that's what's going on with me 
And now I'm going to get into today. So the way I'm envisioning this going is I am going to ask, I have been writing and sitting with these questions for almost a month now. And I'm going to ask my partner these questions. And his instruction is essentially to be as completely honest and authentic as he can. And the purpose of this exercise and these questions is to give you all a look into me from someone else's lens and the person on this planet who knows me better than anyone. And after each question, him and I will just kind of go back and forth and talk about that or I'll offer my thoughts on that. It is my intention and my hope that this gives you all more insight into me and my journey and the fact that I am human and the knowing that when I come on here and I speak to you and I share my vulnerable and authentic truth to the best of my ability, that it is just that. I just really want to provide this opportunity for the other perspective. And so welcome, my love, Eric, to my podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to see what questions you have for me and to be able to share a different perspective of who you are and what your journey has been. This is really interesting because we share a podcast. We have the Loving Consciously podcast and we record that together and create that together. And this podcast, the podcast is mine. It's my child. It's my story. It's my vulnerability. It's tiny hat. And you're not a part of that ever. I create and post these episodes. I mean, you listen to them, but this is all me. And so I'm really also excited to show people how we speak to each other, how we interact, how we co-create together, because if that resonates with you, I really encourage you to go over to our podcast and check it out because it's a completely different format. It's about consciousness and conscious partnerships and love and our story as a couple, as well as your vulnerable story. So I'm just excited to co-create this with you here. The purpose of this is to put me in the hot seat and to really get this vulnerable perspective. So I don't want you to hold back. I want you to be honest and we'll just get started if you're ready. Absolutely. Let's get started. Okay. First question here is I would love for you to share about Tiny Hat from your perspective. What is it? Who is she? As much or as little as you want to share about that creation and that part of me and how you view that and this creation of this podcast from your perspective? That is a wonderful question. The tiny hat is, in essence, your most vulnerable and authentic self. It is your inner child that has come out to play in the world and share their pure and innocent energy of love and grace. I remember the first time I had the blessing to witness the tiny hat come out at a music festival. And when you donned the tiny hat, your entire demeanor changed. Your voice changed to a higher frequency. The smile that you had, the way you carried yourself in the world was different. It was interesting to see that aspect of yourself come to life over the course of this podcast journey and you kind of stepping into embodying that inner child. I've watched you grow and share that energy with so much more courage and without any fear of other people's thoughts or opinions. And I didn't always start that way. When you first started wearing the tiny hat in public. I remember you coming to me and saying, I, I can't wear a tiny hat in public. Or, you know, everybody's going to think that I'm I'm weird or awkward or like, what 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 is the tiny hat? Nobody understands it. And the beautiful part about the tiny hat is that nobody needs to understand it. It's an energy. It's a frequency. It's a vibration. It's a state of consciousness. Whatever other people's tiny hat energy is, that's for them to embody and to share with the world because that's their authentic energy. And you have taken this beautiful part of yourself 
and chosen to blast it out to the world to show other people that they too can wear their tiny hat without fear, to know that they can be seen and be vulnerable. And so I think that this podcast is a beautiful expression of you, as well as an act of service to help other people embody their authentic selves. Mm. Thanks for sharing that. I would be remiss if I did not save space for and mention the fact that a massive part of the tiny hat coming out and and this journey of inner child love and embodiment and healing that I have been doing this last few years is because of the safe space that you've created for that and because of the way that you have celebrated and honored that and it's my deepest gratitude and hope and prayer for others that we create a world right that is in my podcast intro is a new world founded on love where space is saved for everyone's tiny hat energy because everyone's inner child matters everyone's inner child is important and i'm blessed to have that space with you i am on a mission to give everyone else that space and so thank you for that of course so these next four questions are two questions on both sides of the coin So to be completely fair here, I will ask the positive version first, and then I will ask the other side of the question. So the first one is, what are some of my strengths in my current reality? Mm. It's a very broad question. Take it wherever you want to take it. You have a determination that I have seen in very few people on this planet, and that has given you the strength to overcome challenges that would have broken many other people. Your determination and your courage has allowed you to overcome things like addiction, abuse, and your entire story, which you've shared with your listeners. That strength is contagious. Speaking from experience and someone who has found it difficult to have courage to speak their truth. Watching you embody that courage has shown me that it's possible. I guess if I would really distill it down to your core strength, it's that of leadership. It's that of leading by example and by doing the thing. When I say determination, I say you make a commitment to something and then you stick to it. Regardless of how difficult it may be, or regardless of what challenges arise, if you give your word on something, you do it. You are honest and you are kind. And that bundle of really positive traits creates a powerful essence from which you can create and help other people. Thank you. I received that. That was really kind. And to stick with this vulnerable theme, my ego was really reactive to a lot of the things you were saying of, well, sure, I am determined and committed and I try to give up 3,000 times. I'm a runner when I'm upset. You know, that's one of my like behavior traits. And so I'm just want to show people that it's not always just like you say this loving, kind thing and then I receive it. Like I receive it and my ego was really loud in that one of like, no, this is why that's wrong. And this is how this thing is not true. And, you know, yes, you're a really great leader and you succumb to, you know, fear. And I think I do struggle sometimes with what other people think and what people are going to think about this podcast and my story and my truth. And so I just want to save space for that duality of, I do really receive that love. And I'm surprised by how reactive my ego was to that. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I mean, that is the normal human experience. We have our conscious state and then we have our mind that comes in and tries to tear that apart in an effort to protect us. And for you, I'm watching that manifest, you know, to the point where you said, I'm a very determined person and I try and run away when I'm angry or upset. The key thing here and the reframe I would offer is that we aren't defined by the thoughts that come to our head. 
even if we act on those thoughts, what we are defined by is our ultimate decision at the end of it. We can fall down a hundred times, we can make the same mistakes a hundred times, but what counts is that one time when you make a different choice. And so for you, sure, maybe you run away when you're in an unconscious state, but that's because you're in an unconscious state. When you are conscious, you always come back to yourself. You always come back to that commitment. And because of that, that is what defines your core characteristic. I appreciate that. So moving to the other side of that question, what are some areas of growth for me in my current reality? The first I would offer is the dualistic side of the determination. While that is one of your core strengths, I have seen it also be one of your core limiting factors because in that determination can come attachment to outcomes. And when we get attached to outcomes, that can activate the parts in ourselves that are not healed yet or are working to be healed. For you, that's manifested in anger or frustration. And so when you are determined and laser focused on that goal and maybe a challenge comes up, what I have seen is the first instinct may be to react to that challenge. And then after that energy moves through your body, after you give it space in whatever format comes up, you are able to then address. I just had the most profound download and moment of clarity. I think it's really insightful and beautiful and speaks to the partnership we have that you were able to, because I was fully prepared for many things to come out on this question. I think the next one will be much tougher. However, I was really prepared for different things, like when I have moments of experiencing and identifying with anger. And I think it's really beautiful how you distilled all of these symptoms down to this one core behavior, which is reacting and being very reactive. And it is absolutely something that I've been really examining and you just gave so much clarity and like we heard in church this morning, distilled that down to being really reactive. And I have always historically in my life been very emotionally reactive. I have really strong emotions. They come really fast. And so that's a huge part of my healing work right now is learning to not be so reactive. So I appreciate you sharing that. This next question is another two-parter where we're going to see both sides of the question. The first one is, what is the most impactful, loving thing that I've done in your life? Wow. There's a lot to think through here. But to distill it down, the most impactful thing would be the unconditional love and grace that you have shown me throughout the years. It is recognizing that I am also human. I am also on my healing journey. And regardless of whatever reactions may have happened to challenges in this relationship, at the end of the day, you have always come back with grace and unconditional love. And that has allowed me the safe space to grow myself. It's allowed me the space to look within because I know that I am safe and I'm seen. That is invaluable from a partner because when that space isn't created, it can be even more challenging for individuals to heal because while you're already working on your shadows and the things that you maybe hadn't faced yet, without that comfort and safe space from your conscious partner, you are then creating that space for yourself at the same time that you are working through your shadows, which can be very overwhelming. So thank you for loving me as I am. Thank you for encouraging me to always strive for better, for holding me to my highest standard, because that trumps all of my limiting beliefs and encourages me to step forward in the light. Hmm. I receive that. You're welcome. And man, was my ego reactive on that one too. 
I found it saying like, you have too high of standards and you're not loving enough. And it really is, I don't know if it's just like a reflection of my state of mind today or what is going on, but it's being, it's being really loud. And I'm just kind of silently and non-judgmentally and non-attachment observing it as we've learned to do. I really appreciate you sharing that because at its core essence, I do agree with you. And I think it's really beautiful that unconditional love was the theme there because in our podcast, that's in our intro is our conscious partnership is founded on unconditional love. We've been through a lot and I do love you unconditionally. And there has always been that space for you to come back. And yes, I do hold those high standards and I see, you know, who you, the soul inherently are as your essence maybe not always in the most loving ways, but do really work to encourage you to embody that. The beautiful part about that is that our perspective creates our reality, right? And so what I'm sharing to you, right, comes from my perspective and my reality from this state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And what you are sharing to me are the thoughts that your ego is offering up from that state of consciousness. Both realities exist simultaneously. It's whichever one you identify with and choose to incorporate into your existence that is manifested. I could sit here and tell you the same thing because those are my egoic projections as well, right? The same things that you shared about yourself are the unconscious projections of myself that I put onto you. It is our responsibility as individuals to honor ourselves and love ourselves. And if someone is pushing us in a state where you're feeling uncomfortable, it is your responsibility to set that boundary with that person and love yourself and them enough to honor it because it is not their responsibility to know your boundaries. It is your responsibility to hold that boundary up for them and encourage their growth as well. Because as we look in the mirror, we must also have the courage to hold up the mirror for others. Mm. I love that so much. And I think traditionally in this partnership, I am the mirror holder upper and you are the one that looks in the mirror much more often. And that's an area of balance that we're working on is really encouraging and requesting you to hold the mirror up more for me and encouraging me to look in it. Moving on to the second part of this dualistic question. What is the most impactful, hurtful thing that I've done in your life? I would say it's the flip side of what I shared earlier. There have been times where that reaction occurs. And then before you have the consciousness to stop it on your own, that emotional reaction comes out and is shared and it's given life. While there's always a return to unconditional love, the in-between can sometimes be painful. And it is my responsibility as my own healed and whole self to be non-reactive to that emotional expression and to provide support and see it for what it is. And I would say that is probably the biggest area of growth that could happen that causes pain because we are responsible for our own emotional poison. And that is something that we've learned from a book that we've both now read. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz. And I think you are referring to the mastery of love. That is correct. And that emotional poison that is within us, we have a tendency to project onto others. So if we feel that pain, that uncomfortable feeling, maybe it can show up as anger, Maybe it can show up as shame, we're shaming other people, or ourselves and retreat. And I would say the most painful thing would be when you aren't able to hold that emotional poison in for yourself and to process it, and then passing it along to me to process, or to double down on and send back to you. Yeah, it's so true. I was thinking exactly about emotional poison. I don't know if I like telepathically sent that to you. It's been on my mind since you started talking and I was actually looking at the book on the bookshelf over there. 
which is an amazing book and I really recommend to anyone who wants to learn more about love and mastering all of these things we're talking about. It's so true. There's really nothing else I can say. I am very reactionary. My emotions are very strong and when I react and go into that strong emotional place, it comes out as anger and it spews out as emotional poison and I say really hurtful things and it's interesting because we were talking about this the other night. I'm really glad this came up because we were talking about these really dark parts of our relationship and you said something about, you know, this is in your DNA and it was activated and this is where you feel safe and I've spent a lot of time thinking about those words and just thinking about anger and, you know, physical violence and, you know, my my family, my familial line, my ancestral line, myself, my parents growing up, some of my first memories, you know, ro- romantic relationships I've had that have had that. And it's really interesting because what's been so tough for me is I was always on the receiving end. I was always on the receiving end of that poison. I was always via verbally or physically. And in this relationship for the first, I don't know, five years-ish, I wasn't like that in that way with you. And through a lot of things that have happened, and that's much more on our podcast, that really changed. It became a very unhealthy pattern, and I've found it to be really difficult to break and really difficult to work through. Again, this just is a testament to, you know, this podcast and the vulnerability that I'm human. And, you know, even as recent as today, we'll use today as an example. And I don't want to get too deep into this because we're going to definitely talk about it on our podcast. But in essence, we had an interesting morning where we, I mean, you, hit a car and caused some significant damage to their bumper and our rim. And I was pretty upset. And as I'm driving us home, I kind of was just yelling at you in the car. Lo and behold, that ended up being an incredibly divinely orchestrated moment where you hit the perfect car because you hit a person who was manifesting an architect for an incredibly conscious project. And so this is how God source creator works. However, I bring this example up to show that even as recent as this morning, I fell into that reactionary behavior and gave that emotional poison to you. And the other thing that you said that was really impactful was when I give you my emotional poison, at times you just then turn it right back. And this is that cyclical pattern, right? This is where much of humanity exists, especially in romantic relationships where fights and and engagement like that exists is one person spews the poison and then the other person reacts and spews it back. And it just kind of, I don't know why I'm imagining just like two people vomiting at each other and you just <laughs> kind of like keep going back and forth. But that's what happens and not all the time like it's actually pretty rare I wouldn't say pretty rare not all the time I'd say a fraction a small fraction of the time where you become reactionary and spew your emotional poison back which usually ends things pretty quickly because that shuts me down and I don't respond well to it and you usually immediately recognize it and disengage I share all of this to show people I am still on my healing journey I'm still a human And these are things that are at the forefront of my mind and things that are growing opportunities for me. We all have our stuff and my anger and this pattern is one of my core things to continue to work on healing. It's been beautiful to see your growth in this aspect as well because over the years I have watched you become conscious of that anger become conscious of your tendency to react and while you aren't perfect because none of us are and none of us can be you have significantly made improvement on how you react to the level at which you react and that growth over time is what's important right it's not about okay i'm conscious of the thing and i'm never going to do that thing ever again If you're trying to set yourself up to be a perfect person, you're setting yourself up for failure. It doesn't matter if you do it again and again and again, 
What matters is that you're consciously aware of it and striving to do better the next time. And even if it's an inch better, that is growth. I love that so much. It's like the touching with awareness is growth. And every time we catch it, we overcome it just a little bit more. Yeah. And for those who may be struggling with anger themselves or are experiencing anger in a loved one, the best thing that you can do and that I've learned over the years up until today (laughs) is to love yourself enough to not allow that anger to penetrate you because when you do that it opens the door to you seeing it for what it is which is the emotional poison that's affecting your partner and when you decide not to take that on it opens the door to allow you to then love and support your partner it's very wise advice okay i have a couple more questions they're random no more two-sided ones Who am I when no one is looking? When it's just you and I and we're here in the sanctuary trailer of ours or whenever, who is amorous when no one's looking and I am being my most authentic self? It's interesting you ask this question because a year ago, I would have given you a specific answer. And today I would give you the answer that who you are in private and in this beautiful mobile sanctuary that we have is almost always the same person that you are out and about. And so I will share who you are and who I perceive you to be, but not from the lens of there's a private version of you and a public version of you because I'm watching you merge those two. I agree, and I appreciate that, and I would offer the clarity of really what I was saying is, you know, you get to see this really intimate side of me that I probably wouldn't show to the rest of the world. Like, I get really silly and, like, dancing around being a buffoon and a weirdo, and that more was what I was talking about, is, like, when it's just you and I, and I'm in, like, my zone and my safest, most authentic place, like, who am I? Yeah, I mean, you are a silly, fun, tiny hat wearing, head bopping bundle of love and fun. I mean, your positivity and your energy really radiates out. And when you are embodying that, that version of yourself, it's infectious. You handle yourself with grace. You handle yourself with intention. You're very loving. You're just kind of you. And you beat to your own drum and you're not really worried about what that looks like with me. And it's just really been a beautiful journey watching you cultivate that in this space, in this safe space, and then start to poke your little tiny hat head out into the world and be like, hey, this is me. This is the tiny hat. Come check it out. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't talked about this on the show yet, and I think I will later on in another episode. I did a Gene Keys reading. We did an episode on our joint podcast, Breathe in Love, which is about breathwork. We had a guest, Christopher August, breathwork master and genius, and he's a Gene Keys guide, and it called to me so deeply. I did a session with him, and what came of that was really seeing like my life's purpose and what I'm on this earth to do and you know all of these core pieces of my soul and who I am and it was really profound because it really brought out this soul path and this soul journey of embodying my authentic self and of grace and of a lot of the things that we're talking about today And my core gene key, my like life's path purpose, the one at the top of your gene keys chart, I'm a baby to this stuff, is grace. And it's not surprising at all. And through my whole chart, it's essentially being on this planet to be a leader and to remind others that their pain is their power and that love is the answer and that at their most healed expression, my emotions are my greatest gift and are there to help me learn how to help others learn 
that you can heal and overcome those and you are not those things. And so that just was something really interesting that's been in my life lately that I'm looking forward to digging into because it ties directly into all of this. Who am I when I am not living in my authentic truth? Hmm. I would say you are a people pleaser. You tend to do things that you otherwise wouldn't do because you're trying to put other people's needs above your own. And that tends to lead to an inauthentic expression in yourself, resulting in anger or frustration with yourself and others. In that inauthenticity, you kind of lose your core essence, which is speaking your truth. That's something that's really strong within you. You tend to be very vocal about your boundaries and who you are and what you stand for. And so it's not very often, but when you do betray that for yourself, it's very clear because your energy and your demeanor comes inward rather than having the strength to project your love and your your truth outward to others it is focused inward due to the wounds that are caused when you are inauthentic with yourself you that's a self-betrayal and when we create those wounds in our consciousness whether it's a conscious or a subconscious level our energy focus inward to do that healing work before we can express outward as our authentic selves this one's really interesting because i agree with you and i disagree in the way that you perceive it and it's really interesting this is a beautiful example of we're all just projecting our own perception onto the other person because you said i'm a people pleaser and that is words that I wouldn't have used. Like the core essence is similar. However, the intention is doesn't resonate for me of why I do what I do. And so, you know, when we say like people pleasing, which I know is something you use for yourself. So of course you would use those words because those are the words you have. Those are the words you're familiar with. For me, it's not so much people pleasing in the sense like you where it's, you know, to avoid conflict it's this underwriting kind of i've really struggled to put words to this but guilt of if i don't have a relationship with this person then i'm inherently bad or i'm not loving and we know that this comes from a really deep core inner child wound of having a parent who constantly ingrained in my psyche my young psyche that my job was to like love them and make them feel loved and that as a child you are property almost I I hate to use that word but there's like this ownership energy of your parent and I know you relate to that in some ways but for me that behavior and that inauthenticness usually doesn't come from a sense of like I don't want conflict so I'm just going to people please but more so from a place of I feel like I have to do this and it is it is what you nailed is it is me not speaking my truth and I just wanted to share that clarity around the intention of it's not so much people pleasing and that like I want other people to be happy or I want to avoid conflict it's this other lens of really feeling like my truth is less valid my truth is wrong if by sharing my truth, the other person chooses to experience pain or doesn't get what they want. Yeah, and that is a perfect example of how we come to these conversations with our own perceptions and we can't ever truly, as close as we are, we still can never truly be in that other person's head and to know their intention and to know their experience. And so these perspectives and realities are both real and by sharing them we get a more complete picture of everything that happens yeah absolutely so this next question is probably going to be a little tough and i want to really encourage you to not overthink it and dig deep the question is what do you perceive to be my fears and i 
preface that with I have talked a lot on this podcast about my journey this last year of overcoming my fears. And so I'm not talking so much about the I'm afraid of heights or I'm afraid of the dark or I'm afraid of the cold fears because I have worked really hard to overcome those by putting myself in ridiculously extreme situations like jumping off a bridge and hiking in an Arctic storm in Iceland. I'm more so talking about kind of some of those deeper rooted psychological fears. One of the core fears that I have seen in you, and there's there's really two that I can distill down and I'll focus on today. The first is that of abandonment. Mm. that of being alone Mm. because I've watched you stay in relation with things and others that don't always serve your highest good coming from that fear of but what if that thing or person leaves what if I don't have that anymore then I can't provide that to myself and so that would be fear number one Fear number two would be not amounting or being accepted by others. You know, actually, this one is two separate ones. So there's actually three fears. I'll start with the second one, which is not amounting to your fullest potential and your sole purpose in this world, because it's a big one. And the more that you put that out and put yourself out there, the higher I see you hold yourself in your standards. With that higher standard can come a fear and has come a fear of not living up to it. The third one would be your authentic tiny hat self not being accepted and seen by others. That fear of judgment or really putting yourself out there and then not having that be received, I would say. That is, that is profoundly accurate. That is perfect. You nailed it. You got all three. I really do feel like there's kind of these core three. And it's interesting because I talk about my three core wounds as being like, I'm not lovable, I'm not enough, and I'm not worthy. Those directly correlate to the three things that you just said. You know, I'm not lovable being the being afraid of people accepting and loving and understanding and seeing me. And me is a lot, right? It's amorous is my highest self. It's Amanda, who's a lot of my own consciousness. It's Tiny Hat, who's my inner child. But you can see how that I'm not lovable correlates to people not accepting and loving my core authentic self and then you talked about the fear of being abandoned or being alone and that really goes to that I'm not worthy and you know if I am not worthy then people are going to leave and if I don't believe that I'm worthy then I can't be alone because I need other people to make me feel worthy and then number three being I am not enough and you talked about this fear of not living up to my soul's mission and my calling and my purpose on this planet. And this ties beautifully back into the gene keys. I didn't mention it before because it wasn't relevant, but my gene keys chart literally says throughout all of my gene keys and where they were placed, you are on this planet to change the world. You are on this planet to be a leader. You are on this planet to bring people together to build the future. You are on this planet to heal people and to use your voice and your pain and your diverse experiences to invoke healing and authenticity in others. And like I said, my core one is grace. I share that because that is a really big mission. I have been deeply sitting with for almost a year now since God, Source Creator, started giving me these visions of me speaking to very large crowds of people and of you know, you're here to impact millions. Mother Aya showed me some of these things and told me, you know, you're a leader, child. I've really been working through the gravity of knowing my soul's here to do something really big. And with that comes great responsibility. And I approach that humbly with gratitude. And again, I share with people, I'm a human being. That still very much terrifies me that opens you up to a lot of opinions and you know like you said it's that core fear of what if i don't 
or can't or choose not to live up to that or reach that for whatever reason. It's, I would say, honestly, my core fear these days. I've done a lot of work around not wanting to be alone in abandonment. I actually think, I don't think that manifests much in my life these days. And also the not being accepted accepted and love for my authentic self, this podcast has been the most healing modality for that. And especially these last few episodes, I'm seeing, I know you're seeing when you listen back to them, this deep embodiment of speaking my truth and not afterwards, which people don't get to see after I post it, being afraid of what people are going to think or being afraid if my family's going to listen to it and, and think whatever they may think. I would say, yeah, it all comes back to this last kind of core fear of I'm not enough. When you have such a big calling and soul mission, it has been tough for me to accept that. And I was just in prison the other day visiting my friend in prison again. I have been blessed to be able to go there multiple times and I will get to go a few more before we leave Sedona because we've extended our trip, which I didn't mention. But I was literally talking to her about this and saying, like, it's a big thing and it feels heavy. And sometimes my ego tells me, like, who the heck are you? Who are you to be helping people or to be changing the world or to be wanting to change the world, to have these dreams of this revolution of love and authenticity and embodying your authentic truth? Like, It's very much something I'm still working through and I just love how deeply you see me and know me because you just, you nailed it. I've talked so much about my core three limiting beliefs and you literally, you know, with no preparation, nailed those and mirrored those right back to me. It's been beautiful to watch you on this journey and you know, you've come so far on each of these beliefs and pushing yourself into uncomfortable territory in an effort to heal and grow. And so I really commend you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think too, this, to bring this full circle here, you work on these limiting beliefs and you work on these kind of like core wounds and traumas, if you will, at your current state of consciousness and then you level up and the universe goes okay we passed second grade time to move on to third grade and you revisit those from your current reality and current state of consciousness right so like i felt i had really mastered and healed those as like me myself my my relationship to myself And I do feel really good about that healing work. And then I leveled up and started exploring my soul purpose and why am I here and kind of going more outward in my journey. And now those limiting beliefs, mostly that one, are resurfacing in a new light to be worked through and be loved. So the last question here is, what do you perceive my visions and dreams to be for my future? This we could be here for a little bit because there are so many. Your future is you being a spiritual leader. It's being a conscious mother. It's creating and establishing loving consciously as this brand and business that is global and can affect and help people heal regardless of where they're at. It's doing the work Everything that you're talking about on your podcast and on our podcast, it's doing that work and that healing yourself so that you can then lead by example and and not just be a spiritual leader who speaks, but one who has gone through it, gone through the trenches, just like everybody else is going through right now, and then showing them how they can do it for themselves. It's spreading your authentic self and that tiny hat energy to everybody who is open to receiving it and empowering them to then share their tiny hat energy and express their authentic selves. It's creating healing centers throughout the world where people can come to a sanctuary and be held to be seen and really get the healing 
and loving attention that they need. You are a person of many hats. Tiny hats. Yes, uh, many hats, and all of them are tiny. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't possibly capture everything that you're doing. To, to really distill it down, like we talked about, it is to create a world based on authenticity, truth, and unconditional love. Yeah. I'm kind of speechless. That is really beautiful, and I really appreciate you sharing that. I don't think I really could have said it much better myself, and so we'll just kind of wrap it up here with that, because that's the vision, and sometimes I wonder if I am capturing that to my listeners on this podcast, and I really do come on here to share my authentic truth with the hopes that it helps others heal and not feel alone and know that they're loved and know that we're all just on this journey together trying to figure out this messy wild thing called life. I want to close out today with something really cool because it just feels right and I have been sitting on this for a while. On TikTok, AI suggested memes for the photo you were posting and I figured out that AI can pop out a plethora of wonderful tiny hat memes and funny one-liners. And so, first and foremost, thank you for being here today. I appreciate you taking your time and energy to help put me in the hot seat, if you will, and help paint this really holistic picture from the person who knows me better than anyone on this planet of who I am and why I'm here and what I'm trying to do. Thank you for having me here. Uh, it's been a pleasure and thank you for having the courage to face this, right? It's not easy to look in the mirror and it's even more difficult to have somebody put the mirror up in front of you. And so I commend you for not only having this conversation, but sharing it with others and having the vulnerability to be able to have that be seen Mm, thank you received (laughs) okay the first tiny hat meme are you ready i'm ready okay the hat may be tiny but the love is big it's so true (laughs) in (laughs) such a tiny hat and in such a tiny human there's such a big heart and that heart radiates out to everybody that you meet everybody you interact with, and I have seen you spread that love very far across our journey in this trailer. And so continue wearing your tiny hats and continue sharing that big love. Mm. I love you. Love you. And I love you all. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that this episode gives you insight into me from another perspective and encourages you to think about these things and have these conversations with your loved one and as always embody your authentic self we're all just in this experience together it's messy and it's okay to be authentic and show the dark and light sides of yourself 